Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a few brave men. Well, this episode is quite the unconventional one for me. It has been an interesting journey moving from all the special episodes that we had, both the solo cast as well as the expert interviews for all the high achievers, even the ones who did not proclaim themselves as high achievers like Mariska Bogle from a few weeks ago. She was like, I am not a high achiever, even though her resume clearly said otherwise. Um, We've had such an exciting ride moving from that phase and, you know, having us go into our first expert interview for the new theme of peaks and valleys and how to keep your sanity is quite exciting to me. Um, Partially because this year for 2018, uh, myself as the CEO of Think Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, as well as our shareholders and all of our little tiny team, because I am not fronting like we're a team of 20, we are not. We are a team of five and that's including our special long-term contractor, okay? Um, But our team is dedicated to just really breaking our own box. It's the tag for our business, break the box and balance all that matters boldly. And we are doing it in such big ways this year with the Dreamers Blueprint, Insiders Academy, the Accelerators and all the phenomenal things we've done. And one of the other things that we've decided to do to kind of just do things differently is we've opened ourselves up to the way in which we reach out and receive people who really wanna tell their stories. So I'm really excited this morning to share with you this amazing woman. I've had my own opportunity to kind of professionally stalk her. She is listening to this moment live right now. So she's probably like, right? She was like, what? She's stalking me? You hear her laughing in the background? Um, Just to, you know, make sure she was on the up and up and doing great things. And I have to say that I'm quite impressed. I'm impressed personally. I'm impressed professionally. She is, she's just phenomenal. So I want to share with you Stephanie Scheller. Uh, she is, she says she's young. I don't know. You know, young to me is like 15. She is not that young, but she's worked with well over 600 businesses and thousands of individuals just in the last five years alone, not including her background prior to that. And at such a young age, she was able to put systems and processes in place that not only did she do with her own clients and those businesses she worked with, but for herself so that she could go out and in less than five months replace her full-time income so she could walk away from her corporate job, which is pretty freaking phenomenal. It's phenomenal for a few reasons. One, she did it the right way. She put some systems and processes in place so she wouldn't lose her mind completely in the process because we all know that being entrepreneurial, let alone an actual traditional entrepreneur, it definitely has its peaks and it has its valleys. So I'm excited to bring Stephanie Scheller to Balance Bowley Podcast with me today. How are you, Stephanie? I am doing amazing, amazing, and I'm having so much fun already today. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. You know, this is a a phenomenal day, a phenomenal month, a phenomenal opportunity to just do things differently like you and I were talking about before the recording. So I have to ask you to share with all the listeners who are kind of peeking in on our conversation, you know, who are you in terms of what you're doing now today, now that you have these systems in place and how are you helping others? Oh, good question. So what are we doing today? So we have we have started to transition. So we've spent the past uh, close to a decade working with companies really, really intensely for the past, coming up on seven years now. And we're up to almost 700 companies we've worked with now going in individually, working on their marketing, working on their sales, working on the systems that run the business. 
And what we're doing now is we have taken our processes and we have checked that they work across industries and now we're turning them into events. So we are hosting training events where it's not like, you know, most of the um, motivational stuff you go to where you go in and you get all excited, you go home and you go, (laughs) what do I do with this? Right. (laughs) Like we actually walk, so uh, we're walking people through how to build your hiring process, you know, design the interview questions, figure out how people are going to apply, like actually creating it on site. So then they walk out with a checklist of this is what I need to do to actually just implement this whole thing and actually have a hiring process so we can get good people on the team. And that's just one example, but that's, that is what we're doing now is now our goal. I'll tell you this, our our secret goal, and it's not going to be a secret now. (laughs) Our secret goal is to transform. So the number is 80% of all small businesses go out of business in under five years. Yeah. We want to get that down to less than 20. That would be incredible. Right? Like seriously, because it's, it's hard. We've been in business for seven years and we definitely hit that third year mark where we were like, what? And the fifth year mark where we were good, but we were questioning, you know, like, is this a sustainable system? Can we scale it? We had to really rearrange some things and we had the right, you know, mentors and advisors in place, which I know is where you come in as well for what you provide for other businesses is to make sure that they have someone who can guide them through the process, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I tell everyone, I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's my, any one of my coaches. I don't care who you have, but you need someone who's going to be that kind of third eye looking into the business Mm -hmm. who is not connected to the day to day and someone who's gone where you're wanting to go. There's so many, like, um, one of my favorite quotes is actually an Ogmandino quote from Mm -hmm. his book, the greatest salesman in the world. And I'm going to paraphrase it here. The Stephanie version is experience is the worst teacher in the world. By the time you learn the lesson, it's too late to do anything with it. And I tell tell people that all the time, like, why would you try and figure it out for yourself? Yeah. Why would you try and figure it out for yourself? Why not get help? Because the issue is, it's not even a money issue, realistically. Mm -hmm. And this actually ties into the whole balance thing. But it is an issue of once you try so much on your own, you get beat down. You get worn out. And sooner or later, you stop trying because you're too freaking tired. Yeah. And I'm like, that, we got to stop that. We got to stop people from getting to the point where they're too tired to keep going because that's half of what's killing us. No, I 100% agree with you. And to, to our core kind of related point of everything comes down to balance, right? Like, you know, people think about balance period, just the word, let alone work-life balance or balance in business. And they immediately think about, oh, it's just about meditating or yoga poses and, you know, spas and self-care. But we both come from that perspective of, no, the balance is in your systems and your processes. The balance is in making sure you have a team behind you that's going to hold you accountable and be honest with you when if you don't smell good, you don't smell good. You don't need someone to say, oh, you look good, girl. Meanwhile, you stink or your business practices stink or your leadership stinks. Like you're, you're making sure that you're being honest and transparent. And that adds literally, pun intended, balance to someone's business and to their life. Um, and I agree with you. Like if you're so tired that you feel like you can't do things with integrity and be authentic and show up as who you are, then you're doing your your clients, your family, your boo, you know, you're doing everyone a disservice. Um, and not to mention at the end of the day, the only one left to take care of you is you, you know, like 
That, I was just right. gonna, I was going to say that it's it's even you know bigger than and I know people there's a lot of people who are driven by taking care of each other and that's totally cool but you know at the end of the day it's a you thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to be there to take care of you and if you're too worn out to take care of yourself you know other people can only help you to a certain extent yeah yeah so it, a lot of it a lot of it comes and I know people people think that's so selfish to think about taking care of yourself. And I'm like, why is that selfish? I give back so much, so much mm-hmm. in so many ways. If I don't take care of myself, I'm not, and I've been there mm-hmm. where I've not been able to take care of other people. Me too. And I don't want to get there. I, it sucks. It, it, and it's hard to get out of. So, yeah. you know, I get, maybe it is selfish. I don't, but I'm, I've reached the point where I'm like, I don't care if I'm going to be selfish then. I'm going to be selfish in some areas so that I can afford to not be selfish in every area. Well, Stephanie, you're speaking my language on multiple levels. Um, the, the book that literally I'm finishing up writing like as we speak is literally called Selfish. And I'm 100% about that life. Um, and part of it is because I truly believe that you have to be selfish so you can continue to be selfless. Like that, if you're not taking care of you, who is left to do all the running around it? Who's left to, for people to call and ask to have a problem solved? Who's left for people to borrow money from? I mean, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're not taking care of yourself, so I, I'm with you, like high-fiving you. It, it is about you so that you can continue to do the greater, deeper work, whatever that is in your, and it's not always about business owners, right? Like we just happen to serve the greater world through your business, but there's people who are doing it inside the com- the very companies that you're serving them through. There's people who, your neighbors who are walking down the street who are not taking care of themselves. You know, like it's happening every single place and space. And it's part of why we're so desensitized and losing our minds, which I think is like a whole nother layer of conversation because we get desensitized when we hear certain things because we hear it so much. And it's because we're fatigued, we're too tired to fight back. Um, and that, that's just a, a challenge, which is part of why I came up with this theme of like the peaks and valleys and how to keep your sanity through it all. Because it is, there's so many highs and lows. And for some people, the valleys are deep and they're happening a lot more often, or that stretch of valley is a lot wider than those opportunities for peaks. And I know that you yourself have dealt with that as well as what you've seen with your clients and family members. So I'm curious into, you know, how you've been able to maneuver through your own peaks and valleys and keep your sanity or snatch your sanity back when you were losing it. You know what I mean? Oh, there have been some snatching moments for (laughs) sure. Um, It's, oh, it's been, it's been tough. And I think one of the toughest things is when you're in those valleys, it's really hard to see out. Um, You know, the fog gets thick down there and you start forgetting. Uh, I always, I always had this analogy in my head all the way from a child, all the way through now, I still get it where, I'll just like have moments when I look around my life and I'm like, wow, I'm on, I'm on a peak Mm -hmm. and you there, the view is great. Life is amazing, but you go through the valley times and it's really hard to see straight then. And, you know, we've definitely, (laughs) we've definitely had our moments. I've even, you know, we've had moments in the business as well as in my personal life where it's just like, you look around. I remember one moment, um, it was, it was a December. I can't remember what year, but I remember looking around. I was at a Barnes and Noble. I was exhausted and I was seriously asking myself, it was very early in the business. So 
I'm, I'm gonna say it was probably 2014. It was very, very early. Uh, and I looked around at this Barnes and Noble, and I, all I could think was, you know, with my skill set and with what I know, I could go get a six-figure job mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. I could get a six-figure salary job. I don't have to deal with this crap. Mm-hmm. And there was this book from Seth Godin sitting on uh, sitting on the, the the shelf, and it said the dip: when to quit and when to stick. Mm-hmm. And I just remember grabbing it, thinking, "Well." this could be helpful. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. I never, I, I did not read the book at that point in time. I didn't read it till like a year later. And I really regretted not reading it at that point in time. Cause it, it was, it was what I needed a year later, but it was really what I needed at that particular point in time. And one of the biggest keys to me, cause you asked me how I deal with the peak or the, the valleys is having really good people around me that watch out for me and have my back. Yeah. That's always been key. Yeah, I'm. Um, as you're talking, I'm sitting here having a moment of I remember that let's quit moment, and not and it had nothing to do with business. It was a relationship. Um, you're right, right. <laughs> and just you know, I know you had that whole like yes, girl, like that, that whole that whole moment. I heard it in your voice. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And a lot of it in just managing that learning when to quit moment was having to your point in dealing with the peaks and the valleys is having a good supportive circle who was willing to be honest with me, um, who that I and also kind of backing up for that, that I had to be honest with by telling them the truth of what was really happening. Right. Because, you know, your circle, your people that are watching your back can only help you if you're willing to be in a space where they have access to your back. If you're hiding everything from them and they can't even see, you know, how to cover your six, then they're not really there to help you if you're covering up everything. Well, and if you're willing to accept their help too, because I've seen people who will share the issues with me. Yeah. Um, Cause I do get put in that. I, I do still work with some companies one-on-one, not very many, but I do saw a handful and every so often I'll get, you know, where they'll tell me, but then you can kind of, you kind of get this set. Like they, they don't really want help with it. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, they want to just, they just want to share. They don't want help, but you, and that is huge. You got to be, if you're, if you really want to fix it, one, you have to be willing to share, but you do also have to be willing to, you know, cause oftentimes the resolution Mm-hmm. is not easy and it's not comfortable and sometimes it just straight up sucks no absolutely and to your point some of the reason that they're stagnant is because they really don't want the help right <laughs> like you know they're like hey stephanie we really you know we want our success which is why we went out to success with steph you know like we we say that we want it we put it out there because we get the same exact thing they put it out there and then when you go in and you do your assessment, you know, you, you feel like you're getting enough information to at least kind of get them started. You know, a lot of the layers will unveil themselves as you really get in. But then you get blocked by someone who's in a position to block you because they really don't want things to change. They really are comfortable with the devil that they know, so to speak, and are unsure if they can handle the, the, the success that they're asking for. And we mean that not just with companies, but with People, period, in relationships. Do you really want to get out of that relationship with that toxic friend? Or is she still really the friend that you want to be able to call up at three o'clock in the morning because she answers your call, even though she's draining you by the time, you know, you finish talking to him or her or whatever the case is. Uh, And the same with intimate relationships. Some people say like, I don't know why I take this from this guy. I don't know why I handle this yet. 
no matter how much help and no matter how much advice and no matter how many times someone says, come stay with me, they don't do it. Like there's, there's so many cycles that I think goes around from your life, your relationships and in your business, which I'm sure you've seen as well on so many. And sometimes it's that, I don't know what, what you want to call it, that, that bottom that people hit that really wakes them up. So I'm curious if you either yourself and, or, you know, someone that you can think of, it doesn't matter if they're, I know you won't break anonymity. So whether they're a client or not, but if someone has, they just went through something that they hit bottom and then that was their aha. Okay. It's time to pick myself up and get the support that I need coaches, advisors, therapists, whatever it is to kind of keep moving. Have you had that? I have had so many of those. I'm trying to like <laughs> pin just one and not just clients, not just, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, there's my own stuff too in business, in, you know, personal, um, personal life. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think like what it took for me to realize I had to make a change. I was, uh, I was in college is kind of one of the one of my wake up moments because I I think you should be having wake up moments pretty much all the time. It's like, I agree. You know, if you're not having those, you probably need to check the mirror because mm-hmm. um, you're all, you should be constantly growing. So I, I always feel like you know we wake up and we get so much clarity and then we're like oh wow I see so much and then and then you wake you have another wake up moment and oh now I see oh wow I I couldn't even see before I thought I could I can't you know mm-hmm. but I do remember you know one particular. Um, wake up moment. I was in uh, college at the time and long, long story there, but I went all the way across. My family lives in Texas. I went all the way up to Ohio to go to school and really struggled with depression. I didn't know it at the time. I was, I had, I I suffered from SAD, the seasonal affective Mm -hmm. disorder as well. Um, Took me three years up there to realize that I, I had SAD and I had to like deal with that. Like I w- it wouldn't register that I would get super depressed in the winter. And like, I was already depressed, but I would get super depressed in the winter. Yeah. Um, and I just remember having this moment when I was working, how many jobs was I working at the time? <laughs> like four or five. <laughs> five. Yeah. Um, and, and taking overtime credits because mm-hmm. school was really expensive. So I was trying to wrap up a quarter early mm-hmm. so that I, you know, could save $15,000 in loans. And so I'm taking overtime. And I just remember at one point, I just remember looking around and just being like, this is not fun. And I don't like this. And I don't like my life. I don't like anything about my life. And I was like, I need to fix, I need to fix something. And I didn't really know what to fix at the time. I didn't know to reach out for help because the, the crowd I was with at the time wasn't really, a, you know, growth. They, they were a, a learning crowd, but not really like a, you know, grow and improve yourself type of crowd. Mm-hmm. And all I knew to fix was my, my weight and my health. And so I went on this, I, I, you know, lost what, 40 pounds, 30, 35 pounds in three months and just became really, really super healthy. Mm-hmm. And just, it was, it was kind of a turning point for me when I started to take that time mm-hmm. to take care of myself. So up until this time, I'd always, it was always, I don't have time. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to work out. Do you have any idea? I'm working, you know, 20 hours, you know, between Friday and Saturday waiting tables. I work, you know, eight hours during the week at the tutoring lab. I work another five to 10 hours every single week babysitting for this company. And like, and then I'm taking all these credits. I don't have time to work out. Right. 
And when I started Those forcing myself. Justified lies, as I call them. You had a justified lie. Mm-hmm. And you could add up, look, the thing was you could add up all the hours. It didn't look like I had enough hours. Right, right. You know, it was, it was a pretty good excuse I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, you know, I need to start taking this time. And so I just started taking, you know, cause I would be studying until midnight every, yeah. pretty much every night. And so around 10, 30, 11, I would get up and I would just take 15 minutes. I go for a run or I do some sort of workout. And I just started to notice it started to shift, like learning to take time for myself, even when it was snowing outside and I didn't want to hike across campus to the gym. It was like, no, I said I was going to do this. And it started to teach me to commit to taking time to myself. Right. And that was one, and, and that was, you know, one of my first wake up moments where I really started to realize, man, I don't like my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like my life and this sucks. And it didn't really register like, Hey, you should like life. If you don't like your life, change it. It was just kind of a, I don't like my life and I don't want to be like this. The first step to anything, um, you know, putting on my clinical hat for a second, which is, you know, the the background that I come from as a professional, is the first step to any change is recognition. And that, that's just the space you were in. You were right at the precedence, at the pre-contemplation space of, of change, basically, where you were like, I recognize that there is a problem. And even though you didn't necessarily know, you know, all the ABCs of how to fit it in and how to make the change and make the change stick, because you knew that the reality of your schedule was a little past bananas, um, <laughs> that, uh, right? Uh, most people would have looked at that schedule and wanted to vomit, you know, on a regular basis, just at the thought of what you were already doing, like on autopilot. And so trying to infuse a change in the midst of that, that you knew would just make you better was was a challenge, but you did the first thing that a lot of people won't even admit. They won't even admit that there is a problem, that there is something that they need to change or that their life could be better. Like you were just like, listen, what, what's, what I'm seeing right here isn't working for me. I don't necessarily have the, the blueprint right this millisecond, but I know that this isn't working. And that takes guts um, on multiple levels. So I applaud you for even recognizing that because had you not, you and I wouldn't even be having this conversation right now because you wouldn't have affected thousands of lives up, you know, up to this point. And um, making that time for yourself, going back to what we were saying earlier about being selfish for the greater selfless work ahead of you, you had to put yourself on the list, Stephanie. Like you, you, you had to, or else you would not have been able to create all the leading change that you've done up to this point. Well, and I think that was when I started to realize, you know, one thing I really started to realize was that I studied better when I got back from my little runs or from my, like, I would go down to the park and I would do my martial arts in the park in the dark. I'm pretty sure I was like <laughs> not allowed in the park, but like, cause that, you know, how they have like, you know, after hours, you know, it's, it's, and I don't think I was supposed to be in the park, but you know, there were no lights on. It was, you know, wide open grassy space. So I was down there doing my, like, but I would notice when I got back. I could focus more and I would knock out twice as much studying as I would have been able to do previously. And so that was when I started to realize like, oh my gosh, I need to make this self-care time. And it's funny because I didn't even connect these two and I brought it up. But as I started to build the business, I started to get back into that point because when I was building the business, you know, that my bio sounds really awesome. You know, oh my gosh, she replaced her income in four and a half months to walk away from her her job to run her business full time. you know, it sounds really great. It was, but I was actually working like 112 hours right. per week. Right. And so I, I reached this point again where I stopped taking that time. And 
this year, and, and what I kept telling myself, again, what did you call them? Justified excuse? Justified lies. Justified <laughs> lies. <laughs> but like I was, I kept telling, you know, I will do this when we reach this plateau in the business. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it when we reach this one. And what I realized towards the end of last year was, you know, there's always going to be another plateau to hit. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a ton of work to do. Mm-hmm. And since February, I've actually been really good about getting back to taking 15 minutes a day. And I stand up, walk away from the desk and I don't care how much work there is on my plate because there is always more. Yes. Um, and I walk away from the desk and I do some sort of workout and sometimes it's just grabbing the weights and doing a round of, you know, uh, uh, some weightlifting depending on, on what I've got, you know, whatever I feel like working out for the day. But I started doing that. I would, I do that four out of the five work days, you know, Monday through Friday. And then I do it again on Saturday because it's, I, again, I'm back to that point where I'm like, if, if I don't make that time, yeah. you know, I'm so much more productive when I make that time. I'm so much more creative when I make that time. Well, and you- so it's, it's just kind of non-negotiable again. Well, non-negotiables are super important in every relationship, including the one with yourself, right? Like you, right? <laughs> it, you know, I'm putting our words together because that's what aligned minds do. But th- that's also the fact that, you know, science says from an evidence-based perspective is when you remove those negative emotions, the negative emotion of regret, the regret that you would have had if you had pushed through your day like you normally would and like, oh, I didn't get my 20 minutes or half an hour, whatever it is, in to burn my calories and raise my heart rate, you know, like you would have had some negative emotions taking up space, the regret, the guilt, the frustration, and on some levels, the anger when you're, you know, knowing you have a nice sexy date coming up in two days and you can't get in those jeans because you weren't making the space (laughs) on a regular basis to fit into your tight skinny jeans, you know, whatever the case is. So, yeah, um, no, I, I I agree. You're right. And then we end up, for me, it's always when I would uh, go to get on stage in front of a camera, Mm -hmm. camera already adds 10 pounds. Mm. Now I'm sitting there going, Oh, I don't like how any of my shirts fit. I don't like, (laughs) and I was just, I just reached the point where I think like three or four times times of those in a row I was just like I'm not doing this again yeah this is stupid I don't want to have I don't want to be getting ready to get on stage and and feeling because you carry that with you on stage you carry that with you when you go to make sales you carry that with you into your relationships that's right and it messes you up it screws up your head in a big way and you know I'm a huge I'm a huge proponent of mindset like your mindset has to be in the right place and part of that does come down to your body to who you are absolutely if you don't feel good you know, regardless of what you look like to other people, but if you don't feel good, your your performance isn't optimal. That's that's just the reality. And you are in charge of helping other people optimize whatever it is that was low for them in the first place. Their their hiring practices, their retention practices, their streamlining, their processes, whatever it was that you had to do. And if you're going in that room feeling like, oh, my shirt is showing my rolls or my my pants is folding backwards or, you know, I don't have the right energy or whatever the case is, if that's on your mind, you're not able to focus in and really help other people be them best selves if you're not doing it for yourself. Um, which I think is your your whole point and what you're saying. So I have to ask you with that said, because you have some really great daily practices, which is phenomenal. And everyone listening, I hope you guys can borrow some way to make it customized and, and make it work for you. Even if you don't have weights in your office, just getting up from your chair and being able to, you know, I used to go to the bathroom when I worked in the hospital all the time and, you know, being a germaphobe, I would use paper towel to lean on the wall inside the handicap stall because it was a wider space and I would do wall push-ups. 
Um, so, you know, depending on your, your company office situation, you may not have the privacy to, you know, lift weights per se, or to jump on a, you know, now and I work from home so I can pull out my trampoline or jump on my spin bike. It's not a big deal because I have a different environment, but you know, moving the excuses off the plate back then too, was take that walk to the bathroom that's down the hallway, go into the, the open bathroom stall, do some squats, do some pushups, just 10. You don't got to break a sweat and mess up your hair. You don't have to do that. But it, it does make a difference. Point was that like, we got to the point where I was just like, okay, I don't have to, you know, get into like the grunting, like, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be hard. Exactly. But I have to get up and move. And you know, I, I attended this event in um in February, which was what kicked off my this is that was what kicked me off into making me see because he he had this whole thing where he's like, guys, you can do 15 minutes a day. If you can't, you're lying to yourself. That's so true. And he was teaching us all kinds of like desk exercises that you can do at your desk. You know, one of them was put your arms straight out in front of you and, and you know, put your hands down and up and side to side and move your wrists because as we sit in tight, those muscles um, get overused and then sometimes they atrophy and that's where you end up, you know, all kinds of problems. I'm not a, I'm not a, yeah, yeah, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, you can sit there, you can do you know, um, calf raises, just sitting in your chair, you can do your calf raises. Um, you really want to scoot the chair out of the way. If you're in good enough shape, scoot the chair out of the way and do Roman chair for a few minutes, mm -hmm. just, you know, fake chair mm -hmm. at your desk and, or squat. But there, he was like, there's so much you can do to work out at your desk. It doesn't have to be. And you know what? If people give you weird looks at first, they're just jealous. <laughs> right. They are. Let your haters be your motivators. Isn't that what people say? <laughs> right? Well, like, think about it. Like, most of them are sitting there going, man, I wish I had the boldness to do that. Right. And, you know, or some of them are saying, oh, my God, what is she doing? Does she not know this is an office environment? It's like, I do know it's an office environment. And when I have to go out of this office environment, I actually want to look decent, too. So I'm going to use what I've got. That like, that and to your point earlier, you're more productive. So even from that perspective of like, oh, this is an office, you know, the, the how dare she? Um, okay, well, how about I'm going to crush every goal that I had today in about 20 minutes compared to your four hours because of that extra 10 or 15 minutes that I took for myself, even if you have to break it in, in little splices of two to three minutes here and there. Um, and, you know, let, I always say, let your performance speak for, for everything. You don't have to tell anybody anything that is undeserving because we, as women, we tend to over-explain anyway, right? Yeah, we do, right? And half of the time, they're not going to think about you again at the end of the day. Like, they're not no. going to remember that you were doing that. They'll be like, uh, like, they have, we all have, I, my personal opinion is that we think we have, we place way too much importance on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We think everyone is watching us and actually cares and they don't. <laughs> For real. They, like, I'll be, we'll be in the freaking grocery store and I'm dancing down the aisle. And my husband's like, you do realize people can see you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, why do I care? The likelihood I'm ever going to see any of these guys again is, you know, super ridiculously slim. And you know what? If I can like make these guys happy, make their day, make them smile because this weird chick's dancing in exactly. the section, like, cool. That's what I live for is to, to make other people's lives better. So maybe you have no idea. Maybe I'm making their life better and you don't even know it. 
And I appreciate that. Now, my 17-year-old would say, oh, my God, you're such an embarrassment to my entire life. I won't get into any of the colleges because of this one moment of you dancing in the grocery aisle. Oh, um, yeah, you know, someone's filming it and putting it on Facebook. Exactly. And my joke to her whenever she, because I'm, I'm a constant walking embarrassment to my kids, too. So when, and to my husband um, as well. But when those moments happen, I'm like, listen, maybe we'll luck up and it'll go viral. And all of a sudden, people will pay me to be the fool that I am. <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, in that wacky way, like I already get paid to be who I am, but to be, you know, wackier dancing and singing because my my um, my youngest is a vocal major. So she's constantly like, I think I can carry a tune personally. Like if you ask me in the shower, I am like Whitney Houston, but <laughs> you know, especially in the shower. But if I hum something, she's like, oh, your octaves are I'm like, girl, if you don't get out my face, I'm humming. Nobody's paying attention to my sophagio. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Again, we place way too much importance on ourselves. No one really cares. Take care of yourself. Exactly. Seriously. All day. So what do you do outside of your daily practices of, you know, your up and down weights in terms of the weightlifting, um, push-up squats, Roman chair, you know, whatever you have to do physically. We know that you eat healthy on a regular basis, but when you feel like you need to go a little further because your tricks just aren't working on you, you know, when you're just having a, a deep valley moment and you need to unapologetically pause for, for Stephanie, what do you do to take care of you? There's actually several things I have built into my weekly and monthly practices that are kind of my, because what I found is I would end up in the valley accidentally, like not accidentally, but I wouldn't notice I was there until I was at like a really deep point. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's like I said, the fog's there. It's hard to see. It's really hard to get out. But I could found if I could catch myself as I started to enter the valley, I could skirt around the outside of the valley and get back up on the peak a little quicker. Yeah. So we have several things that we do. Um, one I do, it's a daily practice, but I do journaling every single morning. Mm -hmm. That includes just straight up journaling, whatever's on my mind and a gratitude practice, as well as my goals. I rewrite my goals every single day. Um, every week I do something 100% selfish where I don't apologize for it anymore. I just straight up say, you know what? I'm going for a four hour trail ride. See ya. That's right. And I'll go get on my horse and we'll go for four hours just up and down the hill. I don't know that Sham cares for it, but I think it's great fun to just go up and down the hills or I'll get a bottle of wine and I'll sit down. I've got my creative area in the house and I'll go just sit down on the carpet and just draw and paint and whatever I want with my headphones in. No one bothers me or I'll go get a massage. I do, but every single week, it's, on, it's in orange on my calendar. There is two hours dedicated just to my Stephanie time. Um, and then once a month, I sit down and I do what I call my inner CEO meeting. And that's how I kind of defrag and learn from the entire month. Um, and I'm, I'm actually in the midst of uh, we'll have it actually done by the time this airs. So I'll encourage people, if you want to go to our website and then click the free button, mm -hmm. I have the entire outline for how to um, how to do that inner CEO meeting. I'll have it typed up and I'll, have it, I'll send it out to people who are interested in it because it has become like one of the best moments of my month where I sit down and I go, okay, what did I learn from last month? Right. What, how, how am I going to use this? Because what I started to find when I started doing this in our CEO meeting was I was learning the same freaking lessons 
every month. Mm. And I was like, okay, well then I'm obviously not learning anything, am I? Right. They're repeating for a reason. (laughs) So, uh, so I started, so I changed up, I put some, some rules and stuff in place and now it's my chance to defrag. It's my chance to reconnect with that inner CEO. If you th- and you know this, but I don't know if your listeners do, but the CEO's job is to, to guide the company, to, mm-hmm. to guide it and direct it to get to that long-term goal. And you are the CEO of your own life, depending on whether or not you recognize that determines how well you're doing in that role. And we all need time to reconnect with that inner CEO. So every single month, that's one of my big ones is I, I take two hours. I go out into the middle of nowhere where no one knows me, no one can find me. And usually I go somewhere where I have no cell phone service, so I can't cheat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I sit down and I journal and I do this whole meeting with myself to learn and pat myself on the back and plan. And it's, it's been, I would say that's probably the one thing if I had to attribute how I've stayed out of the valleys for the past two and a half years and I have not hit a real low, that would be it. That's amazing. Now, I will say, now, st- do not try this at home, folks. Stephanie is a martial arts trained professional. So she gets to go where nobody knows her and where no one can find her. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> you well, may not want to do that. like hiking up a hill where I go trail riding. Okay. <laughs> I remember you said, you know, go to the dark, go and go to the park in the dark. Like, um, you're like, most- whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, I have a secondary black belt, so I will. Exactly. My hands are registered deadly weapons and all that fun crap. So, <laughs> um, but you know, like you can go to like a, if you drink, go find a wine bar, ask them for a booth in the very back. Right. And then just tell the waiter or waitress, hey, just bring me a bottle of wine and, you know, uh, some, some bread so I don't get, you know, totally out of control here <laughs> exactly. and leave me alone. Right. right. And you can, you can do it. Um, I'll go like to a little cafe where, you know, it's a totally random cafe I've never been to before. So, you know, cause I'm, people end up coming up and talking to me. So I have, I probably have more trouble with this than, than the average Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you can go off and be by yourself, even around other people, as long as you just pull yourself in. If you have trouble with that, then, you know, do go off, find a, find a park, maybe by a road or, you know, don't, don't get, don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Well lit. <laughs> well lit. I don't, I don't, I don't really recommend anybody go hang out in a park in the middle of Westerville, Ohio in the dark at 11 o'clock. Unless you're a second degree black belt. Now I was, I was laughing at that because I just came across um, this item. I went to Drexel for undergrad and I was uh, looking at our Drexel bulletin and they were doing like the 40 under 40. And one of the guys, this is like a young engineer, created this um, tool that I actually want to get for my daughter. It looks like a little beacon that you put on your keys or whatever. And it's called Roar for Good, like like a lion's roar, Roar for Good. And it, it allows you to send, to your point about like going off wherever you want, you can send a signal to whoever you want, whoever you pre-programmed into it to be like, hey, I'm going for a run. And they, they can track where you are just by the beacon. So from a safety perspective, just the people that you want to know, your husband, your mom, your parents, you know, whoever can know where you are because, you know, she's getting ready for college in a year. So we're like, oh, you know, she'll be in a different state. We may want to track her whereabouts here and there beyond just your cell phone because, you know, people, people know that there's tracking on cell phones now and if they really were trying to be receivish, but it also allows you to like send a signal to 911, you know, call someone if it's an emergency and it'll send like a 95 point something decibel um like a alarm out if you were bothered it'll you know 
be an ear deafening sound to your attacker that will send out. So if you have a war for good um, little tool, you can do exactly what Stephanie does, even if you're not a second degree black belt. <laughs> and, you know, go to the mountain and hike. I have a girlfriend who, um, who's here from Cali this week, and she's like, I go hiking all the time on the mountains. I'm like, I'm such a city girl. It's just such an oddity to me to hear that. But I'm from Philly, so, you know, what do you expect? We don't have mountains here in Philly, so. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious but you you've been such a pleasure and you've been amazing with speaking with you so I want to know for all the listeners the balanced bully listeners that are checking in um, that have challenges similar to what you talked about that have businesses or work for companies that could use your help from your company how do they contact you Stephanie I would recommend they go to the my website the my personal website that's stephanie like the one and only Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, if they really want to chat, you know, fill out the contact form. I do get all of those. They all come into my inbox. My assistant usually checks them and, and will, will let me know. And then I, I do reply to them all. So I won't be the first person to see it, but I do reply to them all personally. So I will be the actual person who will, who will get back to you. Um, and if you've got questions, you want to chat, like I said, we'll have that. I'll get that free thing up over on the, uh, we do a lot of giveaways and stuff. So we pretty much just post all of our giveaways under that free link on the website. So, you know, just saying, if you guys are interested, you should probably like, uh, hop over there. Cause there's probably more than more than one giveaway on that little free, free landing page, just from all the podcasts that go on. No, that's awesome. Um, you've been such an amazing guest. I love our energy. I know it's not going to end here just because we're ending the show. And I super appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule today. You've been such a blessing. Well, thank you. I am so glad that you allowed me to be your first random person showing up <laughs> to be on the show. <laughs> that is awesome. So thank you. I, I had a lot of fun. I always love it when I find someone who's, who's high energy as well. No, thank you. We, we talked at the beginning, I think before we started recording that unconventional wins and sometimes that's what you need to do because this was breathtaking. Um, and it was phenomenal. So I appreciate you. So Stephanie, don't go anywhere. I want you to stay right there. You've been such a pleasure on every level. Balance Bowley listeners, you know, we want to continue this conversation, uh, Twitter, IG, and Facebook at Balance Bowley. Make sure you just come on, hop on over there and say, I have a question for Stephanie. And we'll make sure that she gets all those questions and interaction and engagement. Of course, as always, I want to thank you for just taking time out as you guys always do, whether you're on a treadmill, on a plane, inside the car, whatever it is that you're doing when you're listening to our show. We really do appreciate you um, for allowing us to plant positive seeds in your life, your relationship and your business. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Uh, we want all the bold and brave women and men out there to access these valuable balance tools on a regular basis. We're coming at you weekly on Wednesdays. Um, for those of you who have already subscribed somewhere on our website at thigpro.com, there's so many different places to do that. You're getting these email notifications as well with a little bit more than you bargained for, which is a great over deliver, as well as the, the show for the week, you're getting some extra benefits. So make sure you do that as well. In the interim, as always, I want to sign off with a little gentle honesty, which is in this case, when I have an opportunity to interview such a great, phenomenally open guest, I get to pull in my takeaway from what I gather um, from Stephanie Scheller today, which was amazing. So the gentle honesty moment of the day is admit it. You're tired because you keep trying to do everything for yourself. Wake up, reach out, and get help. 
courtesy of Stephanie Scheller, A Little Gentle Honesty, my takeaway spin on everything that she was saying, which was so phenomenal. Um, you guys have missed it. Normally, I would say if you're not already a member, come on over and join the investors at thedreamersblueprint.com. But the wait list is open because we are closed. We are not enrolling new members right now. We will be soon, probably in another few months, we'll do a, another big launch to open the doors up. But right now, we're just nurturing the cohort of all the amazing insiders that are inside the Insiders Academy of the Dreamers Blueprint, which is one of the levels of uh, the program that we have there. So I'm, I'm sorry that you guys missed it but we were telling you get on the list so now we'll just say get on the waiting list and we'll let you know as soon as the doors open up uh, because during those launch periods you get a lot of extra great terrific bonuses until the next episode make sure you set your intention to enjoy the balance of your day and do it boldly